0: Andrea, I am one of the elders here at Discovery, and I've been invited to talk with you guys about um, prayer this morning on, as a part of our series on the practices. So um, go ahead and meet me in Acts chapter 4, uh, verses 23 through 31. And as you guys are getting pulled that pulled up, I'll kind of uh, give a little context as to where we're dropping into. So at this place in um, in the Bible, this is after Jesus died. He was raised back to life and went up to heaven. And then in Acts 3 and the beginning of Acts 4, we learn about um, Peter and John doing a very public healing in Jesus' name. And in response to this, uh, the, leader, the religious leadership um, jailed and threatened Peter and John. And despite that, a lot of people heard the message. The Jesus movement was growing, and the leadership wanted to squash it. But they couldn't find anything to pin on Peter and John, so they were let go with the instructions never to teach anything about Jesus again. And that's where we're jumping into today. So um, go ahead and uh, join me in Acts chapter 4, verses 23. So as soon as Peter and John had been set free, they went back and told the others everything the chief priests and the leaders had said to them. When the rest of the Lord's followers heard this, they prayed together and said, Master, you created heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. And by the Holy Spirit, you spoke to our ancestor David. He was your servant, and you told him to say, Why are all the Gentiles so furious? Why do people make foolish plans? The kings of the earth prepare for war, and the rulers join together against the Lord and his Messiah. Here in Jerusalem, Herod and Pontius Pilate got together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel. Then they turned against your holy servant, Jesus, your chosen Messiah. They did what you, in your power and wisdom, had already decided what would happen. Lord, listen to their threats. We are your servants, so make us brave enough to speak your message. Show your mighty power as we heal people and work miracles and wonders in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after they had prayed, the meeting place shook. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and bravely spoke God's message. Okay, let's take a moment to pray real quick. Lord, thank you so much for um, this opportunity to be together. Thank you for this warm, dry place on a very wet and cold day. Um, Thank you that we get to be here together, to to focus on you and um, hear what it is that you have for us today. Lord, as we, as we come together around that, please help us to, to set aside anything that, um, that might keep us from hearing that, anything that we might bring with us that's, that's kind of nagging at us. Please hold that for us so that we can really be here in your presence with you as a community that we can hear what you have for us today. Amen. All right. So as we're settling in on prayer this morning, I want to start by calling out some challenges that we might have around prayer. I mean, when we think about prayer, can we flip forward? There we go. So as we think about prayer, we, we think about that it has to look a certain way. And I think that when we think about prayer, this is what we think about. You know, you're holding your hands, you got like this. You do you kneel, do you not? Um, but that we think that it has to look a certain way, that it's only to be done behind closed doors or during certain times or using special words or special formula. Um, and then it often kind of just gets lost in the shuffle. I wish I had more time for prayer. I feel guilty for not praying more uh, because it's, it's kind of in this box. And then sometimes you get there and you think, well, I really don't know what to pray or how to pray or what to pray for, what's, what's worthy of bringing forward or what do I even say? So it can be a little weird like that. And then when we think about group prayer, that could really make some of us break out in a cold sweat. So the idea of speaking, let alone praying in public, might be enough to make some of us like, I don't know about that. Um, Faith and prayer um, for many of us maybe growing up is kind of a private thing. It's just something that you don't really talk about. It's kind of something that it's on your own. Um, There might be a hesitancy and trust and authenticity. I mean, you really need to put yourself out there and to do that with a bunch of people, I don't know. Um, it can feel awkward and uncomfortable. Um, and then you also kind of like, okay, like, oh, I don't know if I could pray in front of people. I mean, that person prays really well. Like they, they have all the right words. They say all the right things. I I couldn't talk like that, you know? So then you you feel... Hesitant, or you know, every time like like I don't know. I mean, am I going to get the results if I pray that way? I don't know. Um, or I'm not godly enough. I'm not. I I am not. I'm not right enough to be bringing this stuff, especially not for someone else. So those are the some of the things that we we kind of bring us this one when we think about um, group prayer. And then when we think about prayer in general, if we're going to be honest, we oftentimes bring sort of a a transactional lens to prayer. Like, if I pray a certain way, do I get the right results? Like, it's like an input-output thing. So, and if you Google it, it's everywhere. I mean, there's books on effective prayer and how to pray and get results. That's a YouTube video, if anyone's curious. Prayer is that that God can't say no to. So if you don't get the desired response, hey, you just must not be doing it right. I mean, it's like baking. You put the right things together, God will say, oh, yeah, perfect. So um, these are the things that we bring with us. So when we talk about prayer, I mean, I think it would be natural that there's a lot of hesitancy around it. But, you know, the thing is, is that prayer is really not about any of that. If we flip to the next slide, I'll tell you, prayer is about relationship. So it's really that God wants a relationship with us just as we are right where we're at. You know, it's not about any of that other stuff. It's really about that, that connection. And so we're going to, if you've been around Discovery for a bit, we talk about, like, our up-in-out rhythms. So we're going to explore this through that, that triangle to explore the concept a little bit more. So in um, Jeremiah... God tells us, call upon me. So it's Jeremiah um, chapter 29, verse 12. He says, call upon me and I will listen to you. Seek me with all your heart. And he doesn't say just like the right parts or just the parts that are okay. It's all your heart. And you don't need special words. I mean, honestly, I'm going to do the the next one. Um, The you don't need special words, like the more normal talk, the better. Uh, You don't need to be ready or present any kind of ceremony. We just need to be open as ourselves. Uh, Like all our vulnerabilities, raw and honest. And we see examples of this in the Bible, like Hannah's prayer when she's so longing for a child, who was Samuel. Um, Psalms, we see all kinds of, all kinds of expressions in Psalms, not just the good ones. Um, Even Jesus says, Like, I don't want to do this. So we see expressions of hope, of anguish, of frustrations, of anger, of fear, a full range of human emotions, not just the right ones. So when we're thinking about talking with God, it's not just the right things or a certain way. I mean, you can really bring your whole self to that. Um, And then we see that in our text today, too. So when we think about it, you know, this prayer came at a time of hardship. Uh, These folks were really living into where they felt God leading them, but they knew in doing so they could likely get into some serious trouble. I mean, you think about it, you feel like God is doing all this amazing stuff. This is crazy what's going on. We're healing people. Meeting places are shaking, and our leadership is coming down on us hard. So personally, if it were me, I'd be freaking out. So when we hear them say, listen to their threats, we are your servants, make us brave enough. There's, there's tension and fear and uncertainty in that. And it's, it's raw and honest. It's not putting on a show. It's, it's being real. I'm scared and I need help. So even the way you pray can look different in different seasons. There's no right way to do it. So this is kind of a snippet of the different ways it's looked for me. Um, so I've personally gone through phases, and we'll probably go through many more. I mean, I do spend deep time with Scripture, like probably what most people think of when they think of um, personal prayer, quiet time. But that's not always a good fit. I always can't get up at 5 a.m. and do that. It's just that's 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 a space in my life where that happens, and it doesn't always happen. So. In, and then in the early days of the pandemic, I could literally barely keep it together to put together, like, words, let alone coherent meditative thoughts. So uh, simply coloring and listening for God was where I was at. So and that's what it looked like, you know, just picked up a book and color through and see where God is talking to me and writing down, like, those little words and snippets and messages that God had for me. Um, and even now looking back on it, it's really encouraging to see the, the things that, that kind of shone through and then the things I was wrestling with. So he really met me there. Um, during busy times, I will set an alarm on my phone uh, just during the day, just to, as a cue to stop and notice where I saw God in my day. And it really surprises me where, so how many places he shows up. I mean, he shows up in dropping my kids off at school, or at work, or a conversation that I have. Like, you find the ways that God shines through um, that you really just don't notice otherwise. Uh, during sort of normal rhythms, I like to pray while I run. Um, just getting out and away from everything, it's easier for me to let go of all my cluttered thoughts and um, my own agenda and just kind of stop and connect and listen for God in the, that place. So really, I mean, it can look like anything. It doesn't have to be any of these things. You can find your own thing. Um, but the common side really is showing up, tuning in, and listening for God, that, that a trust that he will show up too. It's just I'm showing up, God is showing up, just sitting there in that space. And sometimes I don't even know what to say. You know, I, when I don't know where to start, sometimes I'll just ask God, what do you have for me today? And kind of see. Sometimes there's something, sometimes there's not, but I'll show up and, and see anyway. Uh, and you really don't need to have answers answers. You don't need to be perfect. Like I said, you just need to um, show it's unique. I mean, every relationship, every connection, every person is unique. So your own way of connecting is gonna be unique too. It doesn't have to look a certain way. So if you're really not sure what that looks like for you, um, the discovery practices are a great place to start exploring our different ways of trying on prayer. They were recently updated, so check that out. I think there's a couple copies in the lobby, and then you can either find them on the app or the website. So check it out, and there's some good stuff there. So the up and in is really as far as we get when we think about prayer, which which is important, but there is more to the story. Uh, sometimes we need help. We need help tuning in, we need help discerning. And if we're open to it, we get to turn to others to come alongside us. And just literally by sharing life and prayer to, um, together. So then we get into the third part of the triangle. So we have ourself and God, and then we have God and others. And how does all this all come together, right? So when we reach out to others for prayer or about what we hear in prayer or praying for others and joining with others in prayer, it grows our own spiritual health and even if it feels weird at first, it's still really good to do. Um, Asking someone to come alongside you in prayer can help with all sorts of things, right? So it helps you with discernment, like, or helping with questions. If you're trying to make a decision, you're like, I'm really not sure what to do about this. I'm going to pray on it. I'll ask somebody else to pray, like, pray on it too. Let's compare notes, see what you think. What are we, how are we feeling the spirit moving here? What does that look like? Um, Sometimes you think, well, I think, I think I'm supposed to do this or I'm trying to, I think that God said this, but I'm not really sure. I mean, asking another person to come alongside you and say, yeah, you know, I'm hearing that too. I'm feeling that for you too. You know, that's helpful to kind of have that sounding board. Um, holding hardships. Sometimes you can get into a place where things happen that you just don't even know where to go with that. And having somebody come alongside you in that and pray with you in that can really speak life and encouragement into you that maybe you're not ready to receive so um, hearing also how others express themselves that can really fire up our imaginations of what it can look like to talk with God um, just being like oh man I didn't know you could say something like that jeez uh, it's really who <laughs> and then also healing I mean not only like physical healing but also um, that 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 restoration of wholeness, right, that God wants for us. So we can, we, that happens for us when we, when we come alongside others. So back to our text, um, hearing the believer's prayer really helps me to imagine what prayer could look like. I mean, it's being real, but it's also asking boldly. I mean, saying stuff like this, I mean, I don't know if I could even pray this boldly. I mean, make us brave, show your power, heal people, work miracles and wonders. I mean, it's, it's gutsy, right? But then you think about it, you're like, is that gutsy or is that really just confidence and trust in God's that's, that's really showing through, like expecting God to show up? And in this, we see realness, right? Both the good and the bad, like listen to their threats, but we are your servants. Boldness, I mean, like I said, if I were in this situation, I'd probably be freaking out. I don't know if I could say like, you know, make us brave, show your mighty power. But when you, when you rest in that and hear people say that, you know what, like maybe I could step out that, that little extra too, right? Um, openness encourages me to be more on. Like 2,000 years ago, frustration. So hearing the way that people pray, even people like 2,000 years ago can still help fire up our own imaginations. And it makes me wonder what would that look like if i prayed more like that you know what what do you think it would look like if you pray more like that so it really just kind of gets us to think about it and you know it sounds great but in reality it can be really hard for us to stretch ourselves out there in prayer i mean you learn a lot about others and you share a lot about like with others when you pray with them like what all you got going on your thoughts and dreams what's important to you. I mean, it's really holding holy space together. And it's an honor to be invited to hold someone's hopes and dreams. Their disappointments, their hardships, just life with them. So I mean, that does require some things of us, right? It requires us to be like openness. It requires us um, to be open and honest with others and even with ourselves. Sometimes there's stuff about us that we really just don't wanna touch and unpack. Um, but that's really got where God wants to to lean into. Um, and you have to have trust, like we were talking about, trust in holding that holy space. personally, i'm I'm still working on trying to name what are the things that I would like help with, or someone to walk alongside me with. Sometimes you really just do need to spend some time recognizing that I need help. Um, and then it, it requires a posture, right? It, com- it requires a posture of humility and gentleness, patience and love, not only to each other, but also to ourselves. And that can be hard, but that's where that, that good transformation happens. So like I said, praying with others can be hard, and it's, it's comfort that doesn't happen immediately. So thinking about some suggestions of how we could build up that muscle memory Um, you know, it just doesn't, engaging with others around prayer doesn't have to only happen for the big things. It can really just be about listening and talking and being together. It could just be a simple check-in like, hey, what's, what's God been up to you with you lately? Um, what has been, what has God been saying or speaking to you? What have you been hearing? You know, God, what's your thing that God has placed on you lately? Um, As part of prep for this, I was asking people, hey, what do you think about how um, prayer has built relationship for you? What does that look like for you? Um, Or what does prayer with others look like for you? And it's amazing how many different ways people will connect and they see God show up. Um, And it's just, it's really cool to hear that. So if you're kind of like, ooh, I don't know about this whole prayer with others thing, you can even just kind of unpack it, like "What's what's it look like or how is God speaking to you? And you can start getting into that a little bit. And then the more we tune into this, like the more we start telling those stories to each other about how God is engaging with us, the more we we engage in that shared storytelling of what God is up to. I mean, with us, each of us individually, and then starting to tell our own story as a community. So that's kind of brings us to the third point of like, great, prayer with God up, then we have prayer with others. But really, the big deal about all of this is when we do this, when we engage in these practices together, we create shalom or right relationships. Um, You know, one thing that uh, Christianese would like to say is the couple that prays together stays together. But you know what? There's there's a grain of truth to that. But I would would suggest we tweak it a bit. I mean, my, my suggestion on a discovery rebrand would be Praying together creates shalom, or right relationships. So what do I, what do I even mean when I talk about like right relationships? We're talking about like oneness or unity. So there's a simple thing that happens sometimes when I'm talking with my eight-year-old daughter, Olivia. Uh, it's an interaction that's simple, but I, I really, I love it. I find it so connecting. And it'll go something like this. I'll be like, oh, I love hanging out and being lazy on Friday nights. Or like, oh, I think carnitas are the best and she'll just be like, same, and just, right? And just in that one thing, I love it. I love it when she says, same. It feels like validating and right. It just feels like we're in that same spot together. I mean, it could be anything, but when she says, same, what I'm hearing is, I see you right where you're at, and I'm here with you. And then, I I think as people, we need that. There's power in recognizing those places in our lives that connect us and that connect the parts of us. Um, Another example, for instance, um, actually Olivia's kinder class started during during the pandemic over Zoom. And you can imagine the challenge that these teachers had, building community among five and six year olds over Zoom. (laughs) So you'd think that holding their attention, I mean, is bad enough, let alone getting them to connect meaningfully, right? And one of the bonding activities that I got to overhear in my shared remote workspace was uh, pointing out and celebrating similarities. Like, it it went like, igual, igual, same, same, right? So it would be like, hey, I love the beach too. Igual, igual, same, same. And then, uh, or like, hey, Olivia and Alex love sleeping in on the weekend. Igual, igual, same, same. I know. Um, and then it works for grown-ups too, right? You're like, hey, I love skiing too, igual, igual, same, same. I love coffee too, igual, igual, same, same, right? Now, I just made a bunch of friends out here right now. So, <laughs> so we, you know, you think about that. We build community in finding and holding similarities. We all get excited when you think, hey, me too, right? Me too and that's all part of our basic human makeup to know to need to know we're not in this alone. So when we pray together, we're coming together for each other. We are saying same same igual igual to each other. We're saying I see you right where you're at and I'm here with you. And it's not just us. You know, that's saying like you know, I'm here with you, but God is coming here and he's saying same same igual igual. To us, he's saying, I see you right where you're at, and I'm here with you. My heart is for you. So when we come back to our prayer and think about that lens of, of coming together, right, but then you see this, this creation of, like, communal memory and identity. Um, you're, we're thinking about our ancestors and our, our shared heritage in God, And then at this communal sense-making of what's going on, you know, here in Jerusalem, this is what's happening. And then you come together around a communal request in times of fear and uncertainty and hardship. So when we pray together, and it's the same today, I mean, that's what we do when we come together to pray. We remind ourselves of who God is, of, of what God has done in our lives. We remember God's promises for us. And when we come together around that, it reorders us. It reorders our perceptions around that. It reorders us into right relationships around him. So, and that's what we're talking about when we're talking about unity. It mutually links our hearts to one another. Uh, in Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 42, we hear their hearts, the, the early believers, were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. That unity, right? All the believers were one in heart and mind. So, not only are we mutually linked, but I would say we were mutually reordered together, coming together around God's vision for us. So, I would, you know, again, my discovery of rebrand is people who pray together get pray. And then the band. So, um, I'm going to pray and then the band will come back up, and then we're going to transition to a time of communion. So you can go ahead and take communion and at the stations around the theater. There's two back there. There's one up here. I think there's normally a gluten-free option up here. Um, and then there will be people available to pray. Speaking of prayer, there will be people available to pray around the theater. Um, and we'll, we'll transition to communion. So I'm going to go ahead and pray, and we'll, we'll have the band come up. <sighs> Lord, thank you so much for, again for this time together. Thank you that we get to come together as a community, tell stories of who you are and what you have done for us, that we get to hold things together. Um, Lord, please be with us as we reimagine what that can look like, what these connections can look like, that we get to explore prayer in a playful and fun and joyful way, that we know that we can bring our whole selves and that you love us and you want to connect with us just as we are right where we're at, that you, want to, that you want to celebrate that same, same, igual, igual with us. Lord, please be with us in this time and um, just help us to, to discern or move forward in whatever you have next for us. Amen.